I'm having a goddamn blast on tour with this Big Mouth and a Small Town tour. So I've added some dates and wanted to let you know where I'm headed next. Uh, yeah, March 14th, I will be in Lakeside, Arizona. And then the 15th and 16th, I'm finally coming to Tucson. So if you're in Tucson, I'm coming to Laughs Comedy Cafe. Get your tickets. We're going to have a good time. My good friend Noah Koffer will be featuring at those shows. He'll also be with me the following weekend when I come to Grand Rapids, Michigan. Dr. Grins, I cannot wait to see you guys again. Those are always some of my favorite shows, and I'm sure this year will be no exception. And then I am headed up to my home state of Alaska for the Alaska Before You Die Fest. Anchorage, you better not fucking sit on these tickets. They're going fast. There's a few left. Uh, April 5th, I will be doing shows at the Gumbo House. It's downtown. I'm doing an early and a late show, one night only. It's an intimate venue, so tickets are limited. It's going to be out of control. If you've come to my show at Coots before, you know how fun they are. This venue is so much better for comedy. I can't even explain it. Just get fucking tickets. These shows are going to be wild. And then on the 6th, I'm headed down to Homer. Homer, Alaska. I am coming, performing there for the first time. Alice's Champagne Palace. And then on the 7th, I will be in Seward, Alaska. So Anchorage, Homer, Seward. We're having a goddamn good time. I'm going to come kill at all those shows because I'm a fucking Alaskan assassin. Am I sorry I said that? I don't know. Listen. Dayton, Kentucky, 12th of April. If you are in the Cincinnati-ish area, Dayton, Ohio, Dayton, Kentucky, this is your chance to see me at a really cool new venue called the Commonwealth Sanctuary. And then I am headed to Portland, May 3rd. I'm headlining the Rip City Comedy Festival. I will be at McMenamin's Mission Theater. You guys, this is a cool theater. We want it to be packed out because, of course I want it to be packed out, but also like, Let's have a goddamn good time in this nice, beautiful theater. So come to that. It's going to be a hell of a time. I can't wait to come back to Portland. And then Wisconsin. I'm headed back your way. But this time I'm coming to Janesville, May 17th and 18th. Green Bay on the 19th. And then what up, Florida? St. Pete, Tampa. I'm coming your way. Uh, Tampa, I will be there June 2nd. And St. Pete, um, they're ahead of that, uh, May 31st. Tampa, I'm at Side Splitters. And if you go to the links in all of my bios or go to their website to get tickets, for a limited time, you can use the code JMS and get $5 off tickets. And wherever you are, I'm trying to get people to buy tickets early instead of waiting to the last minute and making me panic so that if it is going to sell out, it sells out faster so that I know that, the club knows that, maybe we can add a second show. Just FYI, that helps every artist that you're a fan of. So if you can ever buy ASAP, go ahead and do that. Uh, So that's your incentive to buy early in Tampa. And uh, uh, I'll be adding more dates soon. If you did not hear your town, but you want me to come there, head over to my Instagram, instagram.com slash jmscomedy or just at jmscomedy if you're using the app like most of us. Uh, click the link in my bio, join my email list. That lets me know where you guys are so I know what areas want to come see me. Uh, so do that. I can't wait to get to more cities. I'm having so much fucking fun on the road. You guys have been amazing. People have been buying merch. These audiences have been out of control, good, just electric, laughing, having a blast. And I know all these upcoming shows are going to be no exception. So I will see you there jmscomedy.com slash shows to get your tickets. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. We're going to have a fucking good time either way. So thanks for listening to this little promo. Enjoy this episode. Ta-ta, idiots.
The legends are true. Overwhelming power! Sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. What kind of ignorant shit is that? At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. You idiot, you fool! Hey, dummy! This is the Ignorance is Blessed podcast. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. We are all the way to episode 26 on this top 40 journey, and I am so exhausted in my bed recording these intros, but I absolutely loved this episode. I remember doing it. It really touched my heart. I thought it was really interesting. Now I'm well aware many of you are not psychic medium people, and that's fine. It's still a fun conversation. And um, she gave me perspective about my dad. I remember in this because it stuck with me. I don't remember that she actually called him in. It just was sort of a perspective based on me telling her about him. And it really helped change my perspective on our relationship and heal me a little bit, even more so. So that was nice. Uh, I want to apologize because the audio does get kind of crappy in this one for one reason or the other. I can't remember why, but that didn't seem to stop you guys from listening because it's climbed pretty high up here. So I enjoyed her. If you liked her, you know, get in the Facebook group. Let me know. Do you want to have her back? Do you want me to have another psychic medium back? Do you know one that you would like me to talk to? Listen, am I just trying to get psychics on to low-key? Oh, God. This is what I get. This is a spirit shaming me for trying to use psychics to get free mini readings (laughs) and pretend they're guests, Uh, which I'm just kidding. But um, I would love to talk to psychics about the state of the world. And more importantly... Uh, a friend of mine has like a clear audience, clairvoyance thing. And I would love to talk to someone who like can distinguish those things. I mean, I know that there's a difference in that and clairsentient, which I guess maybe I am, if that's what intuition is, just a feeling. But I don't know. It'd be interesting to talk to people with different abilities and have them try to describe it. Uh, in this realm. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. I'm shutting the fuck up about other interviews I want to do. Why am I just delaying getting this done? Whew. Episode 26 of the top 40 episodes of all time. It's a doozy. You're going to love it. I loved it. Please enjoy getting spiritual, literally, with medium Sarah Renee. Hey, idiots. Welcome back to Ignorance is Blessed. Ah, it's me. You know me. I'm here with the amazing, okay, Sarah Renee, world, I always, I shouldn't say your name first, I should say all the cool things, but I mean, you are like internationally acclaimed medium, you're an incredible like best-selling author, thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me, I'm so excited to be here. I am so excited to have you, I, I mean, I'm, I'm very into mediums, psychic well at first let's like for the people listening because i have a a wide range of listeners who have all different beliefs and 
different opinions, yep. lots of skeptics, lots of people who are, awesome. you know, like me, not like me. Yeah. So let's talk about first, what does it mean to be a medium? Cause I think people go medium psychic and they think like, it's all just one thing, but yeah. what are and you as a medium? Like, mm-hmm. tell me. And that's funny. That's actually why I kind of, I changed my, my technical like term to spiritual medium versus psychic medium. Yeah. Just for that reason, even though it's the same thing. <laughs> but, <laughs> but so, you know, the, the big, the main difference is a medium. It specializes in bringing through people who have passed away. Wow. Or messages from the other side. Whereas like a psychic is more like they could do tarot. They might see, you know, some things with the future. Um, they might read energy. Like, but you're specifically that, like kind of communicating with mm-hmm. spirits who are on whatever the other side is. That's where they are. Yes, and I mean that's why, like, I because I have people from all religion, like all backgrounds, even atheists. So it's I call it just you know afterlife slash before life. I, I channel new babies that are coming in too. So. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's crazy. Okay. I want to get into, I want to like dig into all of this. So first of all, how did, when did you realize that you had this ability? You know, I thought I was just a weirdo. (laughs) (laughs) Most of my life, to be honest, I just thought that there was something like wrong with me. Um, When I was five, I think like the clearest example because I was really afraid of my abilities. I saw a lot of scary things when I was little. I'm I can only imagine. You know, it was like just like the horror movies that we yeah. watched. Like yeah, oh, Jesus. Like, that. like <laughs> <laughs> um, and then when I was five, my grandmother passed away, and it was like the middle of the night. She had had cancer. My mom, you know, got the call, and I made her take me to the hospital. I was like, Grandma's not going to leave until I go say goodbye and I still remember like sitting on the bed and talking to her as if she was sitting next to me but really her body was chills I just got chills like laying down and and then I just got up and I was like grandma's fine I was like she's gonna go but but you know I can she's okay so it's okay (laughs) wow and was your was your mom just like all right (laughs) like yeah I think she's just like you know (laughs) whatever you need to cope we love you grandma exactly like she had her own grief going on so I don't think she really had the The capacity I'm sure as long as you're okay (laughs) yeah wow and then from then until like how long did it take you to really, cause I imagine having an ability like that can mm-hmm. be like, I mean, as you said, you're like, I just thought I was a weird kid. You're like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. How long did it take you to really embrace that you had this ability? So like a, a really long time. <laughs> like I, <laughs> um, when I was 18, I went to my first like medium slash astrologer she was really the one who connected the dots for me and was like hey do you ever have experiences like this like because I'm I'm seeing that you have mediumship ability so this is and she like laid it all out for me I love that that. I love I just love the idea of a medium being like they're telling me that like you're a member of this club so I don't really know why you're here (laughs) I know like uh you can talk to them on your own (laughs) 
That's so but it funny. was like, because before that, to me, it just, I felt like I had anxiety all the time. I felt like I saw things that nobody else saw. Like I didn't know. And I, wow. I tried to numb it with a lot of drugs and alcohol. Well, and I'm sure. Cause you're like you feeling know, quote crazy. Yeah. So, you know, I just thought I was totally really strange. And then, so that was kind of my like first moment of validation of like, oh, okay. I'm not just like this weirdo. I mean, in some circles, I still am, but like, <laughs> same girl. Oh my God. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what can you do? But, yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, but, but it, it like explained. So then I at least like understood like, okay, this is really an ability that I have. And, and so I like being addict personality, like I was like, I'm going to jump you. in all the way <laughs> and like solve murders and <laughs> the world and of course you know like <laughs> no big thing like who you know but but what I learned with that was you know it's so when you don't have any foundation of any kind of spiritual you know I I believed in God and stuff but I didn't really have that built-in like reliance you know, or any kind of practice. I didn't meditate or pray or anything okay. like that. So I, I dove in with like zero protection and totally freaked myself out. Um, seeing like wow. dark, like, especially trying to solve murders. Oh, cause it's like, you're diving in. <laughs> yes. Like I saw this homicide that I like wanted to solve that had happened in our area with like involving people I grew up with. And I like, I saw flashes of it in my head from a very dark lens and it was it was so traumatizing for me so wow so then I just I was like nope never mind <laughs> um and it wasn't for a few more years until I moved from Arizona to San Diego and started teaching yoga and like and got sober and more like dove into my spirituality that then then people's loved ones started coming through when I was teaching yoga and doing like healing work and it just, and it felt so much lighter and I was like, Oh, okay. This doesn't have to be scary. Wow. Uh, that's fascinating that like when you started clearing your head, you yeah. got sort of these more positive or more clear images. Um, let's, I want to talk about the difference a little before like you embraced it. Like what was getting an experience like before you had really been like, oh, I'm a medium. It's okay. This is normal versus, you know, once you've accepted it. So like before you kind of leaned into who you are, what was it like to have an experience, so to speak? It was, I would say like overwhelming, you know, is a kind of one word. Um, yeah. <laughs> like no matter how it was, like how it came <laughs> through, um, it was very like, like things would happen to me um like I remember a boyfriend of mine in high school got in a fight one night it was like in the middle of the night I woke up in the middle of the night in my bed my house feeling like I was getting kicked in the stomach whoa like, seeing these people around kicking me like having flashes of what was happening as if it was happening to me but I'm in my bed at home I had to oh crawl God. to the bathroom nobody knew what was wrong with me I didn't know what was wrong with me it stopped, you know, in like, I don't like a few, like 10 minutes or something. And I, I found out that that was what was happening to him at that time the next day. And so Whoa. that like, 
but like I didn't really think it was cool I thought it was like more like now I look back and I'm like look at how like good you were like you know like when I look, look back how in tune myself, you were with your you were of such a good partner yeah like look <laughs> at that like <laughs> <laughs> like just I mean that is imp- being empath on like a horrific level where you're like I guess I'm getting my ass kicked too yeah like it was <laughs> it was pretty extreme so I mean the you know those would feel bad or like if I walked into a house and let's say somebody died in there like I would just I would kind of take it all on because how I even like now how I do readings is I see things through the person coming through through their perspective so like you know if they got shot I experienced getting shot so I like I when I before I really even understood like if I went into a house and let's say somebody like one time there was somebody hung themselves in that house I couldn't breathe like I had to like run outside because I couldn't breathe you would like oh start experiencing like yeah the- and then I wow. and so like I just thought I'm so sensitive I need to like live in a bubble or something like uh, yeah I can imagine <laughs> how do you mm-hmm. how do you like deal with that now how what do you do to kind of protect yourself from yeah so now I've learned that like by embracing it and it was funny like even before I started doing readings full-time just by like understanding and embracing kind of who I am and and this this ability you know gift curse some may say (laughs) (laughs) you know it um it at least gave me the awareness to like stop so now like if I walk into a place and I feel like we went to a hotel my family um and I felt like oh I'm hanging like I so I stopped for a minute like the bellman's like unloading our stuff and I'm like like I can't breathe and then so I I know now I'm like hey has anybody died in this room you know and he's like oh yeah like somebody hung themselves from the balcony you know several years ago whoa so it was like okay so now that like what I know I'm like okay cool So you can just go like okay something probably happened here totally fine yeah and so then I just talk to them and like if it gets like too much I'm like okay you need to back off so it's like big boundaries okay well boundaries are very important with (laughs) with these sensitivities or you know and then like all day long I'm I'm constantly saying in my head like please send all energy that's not mine back to where it came from with love and compassion that's like my 24 seven kind of like mantra. Wow. 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 Uh, that's fascinating. So is it like, uh, like an ongoing throughout the day thing to really maintain that mantra? Does that help you not be inundated everywhere you go? Yeah. You know, and I think in the beginning it was a lot of work, like trying to remember, like I would set reminders on my phone so that they'd go off like every couple hours to remind me to clear my energy or you know something I love but that that's really now it's just so habitual like it's just normal yeah you just built the habit so you just kind of do it and mm-hmm. that's I mean that's good for you so when you're giving someone a reading do you I mean what does a reading look like? Like, do you, do you ever get inundated by like, if someone comes in and they've got like a bunch of dead people, are you getting like, is there a crowd? Like, wait, I have to say something. I want to tell her something. (laughs) (laughs) 
that's so funny that's like exactly how it is like I'll get like a line behind me or or sometimes like a family will show me like it's almost like they're at like a huge dinner it's like a dinner party where like everybody talks over one another and like oh my god that's so funny <laughs> or like they'll give me like this tapping on their wrist like watch like if somebody's taking too long like I'll feel the next person like excuse me that sounds We're so on a time limit here <laughs> we all have something to say and yeah, there's only like, an can hour you, can so you wrap it up it's so it's like a gi- it's like a giant 12 step meeting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> wow. Is there do you experience um I mean I guess you said with like the choking but when you're just giving someone a a personal reading do you have a like do you experience any physical like do you sweat do you does it cause yeah. like physical reactions? Yeah, like so it's funny. I used to get like, because, because they're like, if you think about like vibration, like everybody kind of talks about high vibration, low vibration these days, um, (laughs) you know, like low vibration would be like that person that makes you feel really heavy and, uh, you know, and, and kind of negative. Yes. You know, and then, and then high is like, um, not just happy, but you know, it's like light buzzy. Like I always think of like hummingbirds or something oh yeah that's a great way to put and you know those people too there's like a different yeah like you can tell the type of person yeah it's funny how like you can really I mean let me ask you this I guess do you think everyone is this like a very unique ability do you think everyone if they really worked could anyone like tap into some level of maybe not medium maybe but or like psychic abilities Mm -hmm. I think that everybody has intuition I I see around everyone spirit like everyone has guides angels loved ones somebody really somebody's watching out for everyone is there anyone here with me (laughs) (laughs) um okay like so so anybody has the ability to tap into their people you know, or their guides, like for that support. Okay. That's awesome. So with that, I don't feel that everybody, like, it's honestly kind of my pet peeve, like all those like psychic classes that like teach people. No, I mean, that blows my mind when people like learn to be a psychic. (laughs) And I, and I'm as someone who absolutely would love to learn that, but I go like, there's, there's no way that's a thing. That's not, that's not a muscle you can just get to the point of being like a fully, I'm sure if you have the ability, but to me, mm-hmm. it feels like, and tell me if I'm way off it it's, I mean, there's a reason they call it a sixth sense, but it's mm-hmm. like, you know, some people are visually impaired. Some people are fully blind. Some people have better than 2020 vision. And I feel like mm-hmm. maybe it's in that yeah, most like, of us, I most like of us that. don't have the skill. Mm-hmm. Like most of us are nearly blind or blind, but mm-hmm you know some people like how much can you really strengthen the actual ability I'm sure like how you deal with it is what you strengthen more than Mm -hmm. yeah and like and and then you're I mean I feel like too there's some degree of whether you want to call it like destiny or your sole purpose of like are you supposed to be doing readings are you supposed to be doing that you know like yeah I know people who work in law enforcement who will feel like a murder victim guide them to like a piece of evidence, but they don't go around calling themselves mediums. 
even though I would argue like they have that, uh, they're tapping in. Absolutely. It's just being used in a different way. And, oh, mm-hmm. and I'm sure, you know, depending on how you were raised, where you brought up, you know, if you came from a very scientific or cynical family who's not into this stuff, you just go, mm-hmm. that's just, well, I think about that with like, I mean, you said intuition. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone, I think it's a universal experience that every once in a while you kind of have this realization of like, oh yeah, I gotta mm-hmm. just, feelings mm-hmm. will pass and I don't have to mm-hmm. kill myself every time I'm sad or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. That's, but I mean, arguably is that like actually a message from someone and you're not just like, aha. Yeah. I mean, I would say that's like them like putting in cause most messages that people get from the other side come through like telepathically like that. So you don't know, like, is it my thought or is it them? That's like the hardest when I teach people how to like embrace their intuition. Like that's like the hardest thing. Is learning what is like purely my thought Mm -hmm. and what is like Abraham Lincoln being like, don't do that or whatever. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, that's so, do you still, do you have trouble with that sometimes? Sometimes like with myself, with big situations, like where I'm biased. So like, you know, I'm trying to think of something like if there's like a big health thing or, you know, or something or like, yeah. you know, a big, like a, a work thing. Like I really want to, let's just say like, you know, oh, I really want to do this podcast, but like, I might get like a bad feeling about, but then I'm like, wait, am I just nervous? Or is this like genuinely a, a bad feeling? <laughs> yeah, that's hard. Cause like we all want to, you know, trust your gut. Mm-hmm. And there is the like, and I don't know if it's trauma and then you have to go, is it my trauma? Is it one of these mediums traumas? Mm-hmm. But like, there's, there is that like, sometimes like this is a bad idea, but it's actually like a fear that you're supposed to push through versus mm-hmm. your body being like, run bitch. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So it's like, I, I, you know, I, I have to practice what I preach, you know, for sure of like, okay, spirit, you know, I call them spirit, you know, like Great. intervene if this is like what I do when I get really overwhelmed. I'm like, you either make this happen if it's meant to be and help me do it. Or like really show me clearly that that I am not supposed to be doing this. I kind of like that. I just like the idea of, because people go like, give me a sign. And I like your uh, giving very specific boundary directions. Like either show me how to do it or, like, yeah. or get me out of here. <laughs> just, I love that. You're like, stop it. This is, I don't need a lesson. Just what, which way are we going? Yeah. Like, and I tell people, sometimes you have to ask them, like, be clear. Like, I need something that will like punch me in the face with the answer right now. (laughs) Yes. Well, do you think that's why it's so like when you're, you know, when you make goals, you like say a goal out loud, why it's when they say like, you know, it's a thing to like, I say like way too much, Jesus. Uh, Hey, everyone listening. Uh, When people say get very specific with your goals is a little of that, like, because there's people listening, like, so that well, your spirit like that guides know helps. how to guide you. Yeah, because you're like putting your energy, you're funneling it into a specific direction instead of just like scattering it everywhere. Real, you know, it's so kind real. of. But then you always want to be open for divine intervention. So like, 
when people talk about manifesting or setting goals, like I always add it on like this or something even better. I started doing that too. Somebody else mentioned that to oh, me. I love that. Perfect. Or yes, even more perfect. this or something better. Mm-hmm. Cause sometimes like we're limited by what we can see. Like, like they always show me the example of if life, if we're here doing life, like, and we're like, it's like we're hiking on a trail that's like very dense with trees and there's mountains and we can't, we can only see what's in front of us. Like we can only see what we can see. So then like spirit and our angels guides, like they're like our like drone flying above. I love that. <laughs> you like, Hey, up there, go, go right. You know, turn left. Like <laughs> that's amazing. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. So basically everyone has a group Some of, deg- yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a group of, I call them like a spirit team. Okay. Because well, that kind of that's brings great. them all together. <laughs> I like that. Okay. So this is a perfect transition actually. So if everyone has a spirit team, um, what are like ways that, I mean, are there ways that, you know, a regular individual can kind of try mm-hmm. to connect with their spirit team? Yeah. So like, I mean, I'm a big fan of daily meditation just because it's, yeah quiet in your mind right like yeah if you imagine you're trying to listen and then you have all of your mental chatter going on it's harder to hear just on a logical (laughs) oh yeah no absolutely level so any kind of meditation even if it's five minutes a day is better than nothing wow Um, okay and then and then really just giving them permission to talk to you because usually it's that they don't want to like interrupt your free will or they don't want to freak you out or (laughs) you you know you just have an ask so they're just sitting there like okay we're just gonna let this person do whatever they need to do that's (laughs) so funny I'm just picturing my mother like well I guess you don't need my help then (laughs) yeah yeah like that's like (laughs) well fine do it yourself (laughs) yeah she's like well we'll see how this goes your way (laughs) honestly my whole life would make sense if all of my spirit guides were just like sarcastic and they're just passive aggressive and they're like all right good luck they're they have a good sense of humor on the other side they're way they have way more fun than us i think oh i'm sure because it's like well they are like we're all sitting here being like death and they're like "Eh." (laughs) yeah they're like really like lighten up a little bit it's fine (laughs) that's so funny wow oh wow so is is someone's is your spirit team always just family members? Is it other people? Is it yeah, so non people? I don't know. It could be. So let's like essentially like we all come in. We have like a guardian angel. I always see guardian angels as kind of being neutral gender, and they they always show me like a white robe, but that's like my symbol for that's just their guardian yeah. angel. Um. It's like we all have one angelic being, whether you want to relate that to a higher energy or, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Um, And then, and then any, you know, loved ones who've passed away, sometimes even people's like great grandparents or like, like a distant like ancestor that they've never, you know, that they didn't even know will like take on the job as being one of your guardians so then there's so there's definitely like the family member ancestor aspect wow 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 and then like it depends 
you know, on people's energy, like I'll sometimes see different, you know, beings like, um, mother Mary might come through for someone or, you know, like the Egyptian goddess Isis might be helping somebody like with their business. I find her a lot with entrepreneurs for some reason. Really? That's so (laughs) interesting that she's like, we're killing it. Yeah, like (laughs) she's like very like wealth and power and like. (laughs) Oh, that's so fascinating. Magic and yeah, so she comes through a lot for them. Like Buddha, I've seen Buddha around a lot of people, like um, Jesus, you know, like different. So, so cool. yeah, it just kind of depends, you know, what, what frequencies I think are, are aligned and, for people. Okay. And is it like, is the team, like the team is set or do, do new spirit guides come in and out sometimes depending on. They might come in and out depending on like your frequency, almost like if you think of like mentors, like I know yeah. even for me, I'll have, let's say like Archangel Michael come through every day for what, well, I mean, he's like, I feel like he's always with me, but, um, but you know, like he might be more loud or more like present while I'm working on boundaries and then like let's say like I get really good I'm I'm I like pass that test or whatever so then you know like Mary Magdalene might come through next to help me with my feminine power and like get over my fear of being misunderstood and you know that kind of so they're almost like teachers. For I love that. Need, so they come you know? in at times when like you have a lesson you need to learn or that you're working mm-hmm. on. Do you actually, when you sit down with someone, do you actually like see these beings or is it more of like a feeling? Like how do you it's more of how a to ask this question? Feeling or, or like I'll see them kind of in my mind's eye. Okay. versus like I don't see them like I see you yeah that's what I was wondering if like it's full-on like when I see it in the human like through my human eyes call it like like I see it more like just energy okay and then like when they want to show me what they look like or something it'll be like pictures in my head wow okay cool and then I'll feel and then I'll hear like it's so it's kind of like all (laughs) methods coming through so usually it's like when I sit down with somebody I'm like okay so I feel you know say like a mother energy coming through and she's like we were just talking about use that as an example of like yeah you know like she's very sarcastic like she's very loving (laughs) but I also feel like she's like that person that's a little like passive aggressive or like she might send you like some sarcastic signs and then you know her passing um, maybe I'll, you know, they'll take me to like my head, maybe and my lungs. I think that was what I just did of like, um, it was like a stroke, but then she passed with, um, from lung cancer. Oh, wow. You know, so then I'll feel, or I'll feel like my organs shutting down or I'll feel like aches and pain. So then I go through their death and I rely that. And then usually by the time we get through, like, their energy and personality and death, the person's like, oh yeah, that's, you know, that's my mom. It takes that long to go like, oh, that's, I know who that is. Cause I never like, cause I'm, I'm a huge skeptic (laughs) myself. So like, I never like when people are like, oh, your, your grandmother's here. I'm like, how do you know my grandmother? Yeah. So like, how do you know that's my grandmother? Did she, that's. Yeah. So I like, I never, so it's my big, like I I will never do that for people. I'm always want to give them some, 
evidence that it is their person. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I love that you do that. Cause it is like, yeah, anyone could just be like, grandma's you know. here and yeah. she says, don't be a hussy. So I don't know what that means, but listen to grandma. Yeah. <laughs> Cause almost everyone has like a grandparent who's deceased some yeah older you know, figure something so i mean that's like an easy one to just assume to so. just like grab on to that makes sense well this is i mean there's so many things i still want to ask you we're going to take a quick break and when we get back lots more questions but i i'm going to like selfishly ask the questions that like apply to like my situation but i think they'll be universal so Yay. uh <laughs> we will be right back everybody this is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Okay, everyone, I am back with Sarah Renee. We are just getting into some really cool stuff, talking about spirit teams and family members who have passed on coming back to her as, as a medium. Um, well, here's what I want to talk about first, death. Let's just get into death. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> like, I, uh, I make a lot of jokes about death. I also do a lot of jokes about mental health and and Ooh. et cetera, which leads down that road sometimes uh, in my comedy. So uh, I have always been, I don't know if it's a morbid fascination, but I've had a lot of people in my past die. So I'm sure that led to me mm -hmm. finding a sense of humor about it as you do. Mm -hmm. um, I guess what I want to ask you about is if all of these spirits that come to you that are surrounding all of us, are you know people have passed on what is that what is the transition period from death to spirit life like is it one thing is it different depending on how you die i don't know how can we get into that yeah um yeah that's good so first i would start with say like you know i always I love that you laugh about it because it's a joke in my family of how like I'll call them up and be like I died in a new way today and I'm like always so excited because <laughs> <laughs> you're because you're like feeling and experiencing someone's death yeah, so like I'll tell that I'm like okay well like jumping off the Coronado Bridge like into cold water and dying that way is like probably one of my least favorite ways well I love that you like rank and them do you have can I ask you like <laughs> with all the deaths you have experienced, uh, th you know, through these other people, is there one that you're like, yeah, I think that's the one I want. I want to do that one. Yeah. You know, like I, I really, one of my favorites was, was a woman who was passing and she, she had like the morphine go, you know, and she was in the hospital. Oh yeah. Like she was like listening to like her loved ones are around her and she loved to party. And so they had music on and good food and she was just listening to them laugh and it felt like falling asleep and that was uh, by far my most favorite I was like I would I would be happy with that death. I love that I also like hearing that from your perspective the reassurance of 
someone in that position mm-hmm. really because they tell you that you know if you have a i my i you know my dad passed away last year and he was in the hospital and they they tell you oh they can still hear you and we played like a playlist of his favorite songs and like but it's cool to hear that you experienced it from that perspective yeah, sure the morphine doesn't hurt so, either like soothing <laughs> you know yeah because yeah, so it's, it's like, just like I mean, falling asleep with all your favorite people around you mm-hmm. yeah Oh, yeah, that's so it's great. like you feel really safe. So like that, another one of my favorite ones was a man who had a heart attack while he was snorkeling, but he loved being in the water. So it was like, it was sudden. It, yeah, it was a little bit painful. It was like a, like, I, I almost feel like a pressure and like a sharp pain in my chest. Yeah. But it was so fast. And then he was out of his body and like he passed doing what he loved. Just like so looking. I was like, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> if it's quick, I imagine that's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the more, slow it ones. That... Time, that's a little. Yeah. Oh, um, and is the transition, uh, is it like, is there a process? Is it different if it happens suddenly versus? There's definitely like a little more shock. I find when it happens suddenly, like yeah. I've had like car accidents where then somebody's standing there and they're like, wait, like I can't go back into my body. Like what's happening? Like there's a little cushion there, you know, or like if they're just shot and they didn't really even see it coming, like they're like, wow, just it. Like I'm just gone now, you know, Which, like so yeah. there's a little confusion sometimes in, in that process. Yeah. Um, but mostly like, there's this period in the physical death that I find kind of no matter I've, I've had it like when people are shot and killed and then when people pass away from Alzheimer's or cancer, you know, illness, yeah, it where right before the body finishes shutting down where the soul actually leaves first and then, or like, this is big with like life support, people who are on life support. If you yeah. take them off life support, you might see their body like move or, or gasp or something, but they're already out of their body. So yeah. they don't feel that at all. That's, oh, wow. That's interesting. It's just like the physical machine that they were in is mm-hmm. giving its last little, but like, yeah. That's so interesting because I, I mean, I think, I don't know, I can't assume what anyone has experienced with losing a loved one who was taken off of life support or a ventilator, et cetera. But it was interesting with my dad. There was like, because he was on, he was on a ventilator and then they took him off. They were like, we're going to take him off. And it was just me and my brother in the room and they, they were like, you know, his vitals are pretty bad. So he'll probably only have a few breaths at most. It'll probably. Mm-hmm. So they, you know, we said all our goodbyes and stuff before they pulled him off, but it was interesting. Cause they pulled him off. We were playing his favorite music and I don't know how to explain saying like, I could feel his energy leave his body, but there was like, it was energy. There's no way to explain it, but like mm-hmm. I could feel something leaving the room, but it was before he was like officially pronounced. Like he had a few more mm-hmm. little breaths mm-hmm. and like, but it was, I don't know. It was the same. I guess the way to explain it for anyone listening 
maybe you've had a similar experience, but it, it, it's like, it, you know, when you like get goosebumps or you can just tell yeah. something's off. It was just like a feeling and then going like, oh, he's gone. And then mm-hmm. he died. So that's just really interesting. Do you are yeah, like a lot of people will tell me that like they'll feel or like in a reading, like spirit might show me like their soul passes through you as they leave, like as a way of like hugging you goodbye. Wait, that makes so much sense, actually. Yeah, and like a lot of people are like, "Oh, like yeah, like right before." Yeah, like, it's like a, a, wi- a non-wind wind, so to speak. Yeah, like, it's like there's no breeze, but, but it's you can almost f- like that, like it moves through you, like in that same way. Whoa, yeah, that that is just cool to hear, and also like reassuring for my own, because my dad and I hadn't seen each other in years, and then he passed away, but. Uh, what I want to get to, I'm just trying to like <laughs> say it very callously, like don't start crying, keep interviewing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, is there, do you know, is there like a transition period in like someone leaving their body before they come back to like spirit guide or is it just like, all right, you're out, do what you're going to do. Like, yeah. So it depends like where, because like, if you think that like earth is like school, yeah. So we come here and we learn all these lessons or we don't. <laughs> and then they're like, <laughs> you know? get back out there. Yeah. So in the case of, let's say somebody, you know, did like really refuse to learn a lot of their lessons for whatever reason, or yeah. um, maybe they were all the way to a terrible person and they were abusive and hurt a lot of people around them. They will be, they'll, they'll still get the peace of the other side. Like they get the, that love. And it's like, they, they end up in a safe place. I want to say it's almost like they end up in such a safe place. They can finally work through all their stuff. So they still get that peace, but they have to experience everything that they put out. Oh, it's like, oh, here's like a wad of karma. (laughs) Yeah. We get it kind of all at once. Oh, wow. You know, or, and we have to feel everything that we, everything that we created. So, you know, that process is very good for, you know, really good people who did a lot of nice things. Like they finally get to feel all the good that they really did that maybe they didn't even know. Yeah. Wow. But then somebody who, like I said, like caused a lot of harm, that process <laughs> is more of a wake up call. <laughs> they get to like really get the lens of like, by the mm-hmm. way, this is how you made people feel. And this is what you did mm-hmm. in case you didn't know. Yeah. And like in situations where there's been like a, like you said, like you didn't speak to your dad for, you know, a few years, like in those situations, a lot of times it's like the person finally seeing like, the other person's perspective yeah because they're out we're out of our ego like we're out of our head and our lens so it's like you can finally see the whole picture I mean you're yeah absolutely you're nailing it because there was it just with mine situation specifically like I was so clouded with anger because my dad left he left when I was a kid he left again mm-hmm. and it had been so long since I saw him that until I got a call and I was like, I guess I'm supposed to go see him because he's dying. It was like, Mm. I had gotten so angry that I forgot that like, I loved him, you know? 
but I had the experience of like finally understanding his perspective of like all he was doing and like, yes, there were fuck ups, but like this like flood of good memories and realizing he had his own issues he was working through and, and even going in to see my dad, it's so funny. Cause I mean, what you said about when you were young visiting your grandma, it's obviously not, it's not the same thing at all, but that like moment of her almost waiting for you. Mm-hmm. It was like with my dad, when I was going to see him, I was very, I, it's like a backwards thing to be. I was very fortunate that he was a Floridian because they were letting people into hospitals, which is questionable. Wow. Uh, wow. And, and it was limited, but it was like two people a day, only if they're in the ICU. But wow. it, that wasn't the case everywhere. So I know I was very I was going to say that's still, yeah. That's... But I had spoken to my cousin who called and let me know. And then I reconnected with my stepmom. And them plus all the nursing staff were like, look, he's not responsive. He's not going to wake up. But if you talk to him, he can hear you. And I, I swear on everything. I walked in and I was like, hey, dad. And he woke up and he like literally, I mean, he, he was on a ventilator. He could, couldn't do much. He's on morphine. But like yeah, eyes open, like- rolled over and like, wow, it was incredible. And we were able to have this sort of pseudo conversation because all he could do mm-hmm. was like nod and stuff. But. Uh, it was just like this, oh, moment of forgiveness and like mm-hmm. clarity and should not I mean, have started like, talking that's to my dad. Like, <laughs> that's a huge lesson in similar situations that I've seen like for him because for somebody to, because usually when somebody, I don't want to say all the time, there's no blanket you know that's okay but what's the right but like a lot of times when somebody leaves abandons their family or right it's because there's some wound there's some story that they have going on of like they don't know what love is or they don't really know how to be in the family or like so so sometimes in those or a lot of times in those instances like that soul will maybe from the other side before they're even born be like, I want to learn like what real love and forgiveness is. And so they'll come into a family like where maybe they don't experience that so much. And then it might end up in a situation like that, like where they cause you a lot of harm. They know they have, they just don't know how to stop necessarily yeah. <laughs> different i can't stop hurting everyone yeah. yeah i mean you know like sometimes that's yeah. where people are at and then you go so then he has this experience right before he but like before he even passes of you forgiving him and having that love so like he's gonna feel that like a lesson like almost like wow like she taught me like she showed me how to love and forgive oh no i'm crying (laughs) (laughs) wow so sometimes it's like even though it's a really long lesson like it doesn't happen until right at the end Mm -hmm. what a what a fucking can you imagine leaving that life and you're like you waited till the last minute like that (laughs) yeah well and it's even worse like the people who don't even do that and like they learn on the other side and they're like wow like it only took me like (laughs) <laughs> so oh, long and dying and be- <laughs> <laughs> wow um 
That's interesting. So do you feel like, cause I know you said you, you know, sometimes communicate with unborn babies. Well, let me ask you this. Do, are all the, the spirit team around us, are those considered enlightened beings? Like does everyone become a spirit guide or a spirit? Not everyone. So like, let's say like your dad could be like, so sometimes I'll see it like, and I'll just use your parents since you shared like as an example. Yeah, that's fine. Like, it'll be like, your mom might be the boss over there and <laughs> your dad might have like limitations on like how much advice he's willing or how much he's willing to intervene. Yeah. Depending on like, if they feel it's in your highest and best good. Okay. Or sometimes people, if they had parents who just weren't, who, who just, who haven't learned, who haven't evolved that much, like they might be able to visit them and connect with them, but their guidance or their like divine interventions are coming more from the like, other the angelic, you know, like the higher. Yeah. You know, that makes sense. Uh, I'm trying to think how I want to phrase. So do, let's talk a little bit about like the concept of reincarnation. Is that a thing? Do people ever get sent back that it's like, no, no, you got more lessons. You're not, get back out there. Or are all babies me, new spirits? What they show me is like, is it yes, like reincarnation is a thing that it's more of like, we have like soul families, which aren't always all of our biological families. Sometimes we have those family members who are just more of a lesson or yeah. need to heal some generational stuff or whatever. Yeah. Then, so our soul family can be like, it's usually a combination of friends, family, partners or spouses, maybe kid, you know? And so we'll all, they show me is like, we'll, wait every soul that passes will kind of wait on the other side and be more like a guide or a supporter until the whole soul family is together and then it's like you all like everybody decides like okay I want to learn this lesson I want to learn this lesson so like you know like you oh, and wow. your parents like you might have been their parent last lifetime yeah so it's like okay so like the whole but it's sort of like from what you've been told and experienced it's this cyclical like but the whole family kind of you go through like yeah like we kind of sessions. go with like a core yeah with but someone one goes another. first and then like someone goes mm -hmm. wow and like we figure out like who wants to be siblings who wants to be married who wants to do this like they just all gonna, they like pick ahead who's of gonna time play what role to learn what lesson or fulfill whatever purpose wow that's fascinating because yeah i've always heard about I mean, I, you know, I've talked and read a lot about past lives and how sometimes mm -hmm. your relationship with someone is tense and it's, you have this like unresolved thing mm -hmm. from, from the, a past relationship or, but that's. Yeah. It might be like where you come in in a totally different dynamic. Like maybe you were brother, sister, and then you come in and you have a romantic relationship this lifetime, but there's like a lot of pay, like, maybe it's one of those. It's like, it's more of a lesson than like a happily ever after situation because yeah. you have a lot to solve from that lifetime and then you're put in these roles to maybe get it get a new perspective on yeah. it yeah <laughs> oh wow that's so fascinating yeah so like babies like when I'm bringing them through like I might pick up on where like one baby I was bringing through was like a little girl and she was like she had been sisters with her mom before oh wow and then like the 
daughter of the dad before so it's going to be like this so it's like how that feeds into her relationship with her mom and dad like you know she might be like have her dad wrapped around her finger and then be like her mom's like best friend you know wow that's so interesting I think about that all the time because like I have friends that are like so like that with their parents and it's Mm -hmm. just so foreign to me because because my dad left and my mom's still mm-hmm. around and we, our relationship's much better than it has been. But like she, uh, ha- she was meant uh, like suffers from mental illness and mm-hmm. was an alcoholic when we were a kid. So it was very like headbutting for it's good. It like feels good now, but it's, will never be like, my mom's my best friend. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I see that and it's just because what I mean, because every whatever anyone lives, that's sort of their normal. So mm-hmm. I've even had like in relationships, I'm in a relationship now to adjust to like, oh, my boyfriend's very close to his parents and mm-hmm. not in a way that's it's not weird. But like to me, it is like, oh, you're you're visiting your parents again because they live close by. And I'm like, why are they OK? And they're like, oh, no, that's just you guys have that thing going on. That's cool. Yeah. Um, like I've like dated people. I'm very close with my mom. Like we yeah. talk and text like all day long, Amazing. you know, like on and off. And like, I tell her everything and like, I've definitely dated people who are like, that's weird. <laughs> Who's like, where they barely talk to their mom. You yeah. Know? And, and it is weird for them. Yeah. It's just different. It's like, that's so mm-hmm. funny that we all, what I, oh, that's not like what I do. So it's weird, but it's like, all right, well, I guess, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, with babies coming in, I, okay. I have a lot of questions around this. First of all, because I, so that whole situation with my dad that I just explained, um, he's not even my biological father. He couldn't have kids. So when my parents were married, they went to a sperm bank. So I'm a sperm bank baby. Wow. Like do babies like choose certain parents how do you explain like methods like that where it's this outside you know my parents wanted a baby but I actually came from like some other <laughs> guy just jerking off in a cup I guess if, uh-huh. uh what why does that happen what is that situation so I mean every like there's I mean there's definitely miracles but there are also physical things that we deal with so your soul and and you know you could have been a little sometimes I'll see a soul like more attached to the mom and like they can kind of be flexible on the dad or vice versa but like a lot of times it's that your soul chose them and then so then there's this physical ailment that comes up where they can't conceive yeah but the soul like it's still you still have this soul contract to come in and be their kid. So you just will come in on a different, like, like however I, you have to get in whether, there, you know, whether it's adoption or surrogacy or the sperm bank or so it's like more of the soul contract. Like I've seen like adopted, um, adopted babies where, they'll come through as maybe a lesson for their biological parents. Wow. And then that their sole contract is to live with their adopted family. That's so interesting. And to, you know, to break cycles or do whatever they have to do in that lineage. Wow. So it's like, 
the soul contract kind of goes back to like the the plan is made ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, these are the lessons we're gonna learn. So you have yeah, to like, be this loosely. person. And I mean, there's always like that free will. So of it's course. not so much like, oh, somebody's meant to be abused or meant to be like this, but of course. But it might be that you're meant to come into kind of a dysfunctional family so that you can break certain cycles or like force them to see things because they're not they haven't gotten it maybe for lifetimes and you're yeah, like wow i'm just gonna come in and i'm gonna do it yeah i'll just, <laughs> I'm just and i'll show this. you guys and then maybe next lifetime you can get it you get your shit together <laughs> yeah. that's so fascinating well so on that note like when someone comes to see you uh and they're ma- like do you know if someone's gonna like have children, like when you have like a reading with someone, if someone came in and they're like, do you ever have people that you're like, that's not really, there's no one coming for you. Yeah, you know, I'm trying to think if I haven't had no. What, how I usually sense it is like, I'll feel the, the souls of the children, like especially if they're in somebody's field. So like- wow. I've definitely had clients who weren't ready to have children. And I'm like, Hey, like there's a kid in your field. So like, if you don't want kids, like be extra careful. And I've seen where where they haven't listened to that. And (laughs) And they're like, oops, I'm pregnant. Yeah. And I'm like, I told you, (laughs) like they're just waiting (laughs) on an opening. <laughs> so that's usually like when they come through really strong, like they're already in somebody's field, like they're ready to come like in the next couple years, you know, and, and wow. And so before that, but like you can really like call in a baby, like so, you know, sometimes there's like a maybe where like if you're if you decide like I really want a child. Like you yeah. can create a soul contract. Like you can call in that baby <laughs> some way, shape or form. Yeah. They're like, is it anybody, anybody, anybody out there? <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, like, I don't know if you've seen that movie soul, like you see all the new souls. Yes. Like- <laughs> I love how they did that. I thought that was really yeah. cool. Yeah. Okay. So you can kind of maybe bring something new into. Yeah. So I mean, like you can create life I feel like I learned that with my mom my mom went to psychics with my sister like every psychic told her she wasn't going to have another baby wow even ones that had been notoriously accurate for everything and she stood and she had and then they were told that they were infertile my dad had you know fertility problems he's gonna be like what are you talking about this on podcast that's so funny hey my dad had them too it's totally normal sir like (laughs) they were like told by the doctors it was impossible by psychics it was impossible and they kept you know they just knew and they believed and my sister came and you know yeah it worked so you know, I feel like that's always, but what I will see, I will see when cl- some people come to me that like there is major fertility issue, like maybe they won't be able to have a baby how they've planned it. Yeah. Okay. Or but there's so many the baby now. might be waiting for another partner. They might be like, I'm not coming in with that partner. That's because- interesting. Does that, okay. Like miscarriages and stuff. Is mm-hmm. that sometimes what that is that the baby's like, no, no, this isn't, this isn't the plan. Yeah. And sometimes the miscarriage is to like, I've seen miscarriages where it's to highlight a health issue so that 
you know, the mom, like maybe they didn't know they had a cyst or a polyp or something going on and they have to then get it treated. Yeah. Or like, hey, we're highlighting that this relationship like isn't actually good. It's good for you. So we're going to leave. And then maybe you'll see this person's true colors in this grieving process and be able to move on. So then baby can come back come and be <laughs> yeah in like the the proper environment um mm-hmm. i'm gonna ask something that's probably kind of heavy mm-hmm. so if you're like i don't want to touch on that when we talk about this yeah when you bring in the abortions mm-hmm. how does that factor into soul contracts to like what yeah how do those fit question. in I actually, I think I just wrote a post about this for the first time because I know abortion is a heavy topic. So the word people just get triggered. And it's like, okay, well, it's a, a reality for some people. Mm-hmm. So let's explore it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, it happens. And I've seen, you know, I've seen with clients like different kinds. I've definitely seen the, the only like t- twice though where the abortion was not really in the plan and it was free will interfering with divine will Ooh, and does that just end up with like a pissed off baby that's like hey yeah like like, (laughs) it it definitely like they're like excuse like this is not like your control (laughs) like (laughs) you're messing with the plan but it's like how I see it is like, okay, these they're just going to have to learn. Now this kid is going to come back later or they're going to have to learn somewhere else in their life about how little control they actually have. So they'll learn a lesson in a like, different way. And then, you know, so, so when that's, but it's not viewed, that baby isn't like you just destroyed everything. I mean, you know, like it's no. not, there's not the heaviness that humans really make it. <laughs> with all of our emotions and that sort of thing um wow spirit can handle things much lighter than we do um you know so that baby if they really want to come down like they'll find another way or they'll come back or or whatnot now abortions where uh, most abortions it is actually part of the plan okay so it's like i would the- say like nine out of 10 at least where that soul of that baby's like i'm gonna come in to show them that like they're messing up right now and they need to get it together and so, i but know but the that, plan is not for them to stay it's like this is yeah. they go in and, they come know in and they're like i'm coming in to like save your life or change your life yeah pivot you in the direction you're supposed yep. to be going and then i'm gonna take off and be good and then I'm like, cool. Just, and I'll almost I, see them as like a little angel or a little guide in their own right. If, you know, if they don't come back later, like I'll sense them forever. Like they still feel connected. Like they're not bitter that you didn't. No, that's have. just. Sound has changed. Okay. And anyone listening, too bad. Deal with it. We did it in the early <laughs> days of, of quarantine. So it's fine. Um, <laughs> so what I get for trying to change up the system. Uh, change the system. My computer system, not yeah. any making literally no impact on that no but (laughs) um okay i want to i want to ask a couple questions in relations to like getting readings because um 
Do you ever have someone come in and like you have an idea of who you think they are and then their spirit guides start talking and it like changes your opinion on them or does it does it ever like impact do the spirit guides ever change your opinion on the person are you ever like eh? or vice versa sometimes i've learned not to be judgmental <laughs> like, <laughs> i mean what a skill that i'm learning every day everybody has stuff it's really taught me a lot because like in order to give a clear reading, like I do like meditations beforehand where I really like put all of my opinions like on a shelf so that I can just be a clear vessel for whatever is going to come through. So Amazing. I see all sorts of, I mean, like I've had days where I have, you know, someone in law enforcement and then I have somebody who's in a criminal trial you know who's a defendant and they have their stuff and then you know i might have like i don't know like a full-time mom and then you know a celebrity and it's just like (laughs) so different but like in the same sense like you see that no matter where people are like we all have stuff so i find that like usually and usually spirit, like, like before somebody comes in, like they're kind of in my field, getting me, giving me a, like a heads up, so to speak. So like, I'll feel generally, like if a reading is going to be really heavy, like oh, I'll wow. kind of get a heads up, like, okay, I need to like take care of myself. Cause this is going to be a lot. Or I'll feel like when their guides are really funny and making jokes and I'm like, okay, this is going to be like a fun time. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I love that. Get like that, you know, a little heads up. Yeah. How, okay. When you do a reading, how long does like a reading last? If someone schedules a reading with you? I book them in one hour time slots. Sometimes I go a tiny bit over. So I always yeah. try to give myself a cushion because if spirit's talking, yeah, I'm, I, I have to keep going. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but usually like one hour's you know, hour, hour, 15 minutes. That's, that's the general time. I find half hours just to be so quick that like I used to do them and I stopped because it wasn't, they're so emotional that I was finding when I was like, Oh, half time is up. People were like, just get it like they were like like, starting like i just have to leave (laughs) yeah like they were like really like jolted it wasn't very supportive so (laughs) so you're like i'm not gonna put people through that anymore yeah i'm like no like let's let's just do the hour and just get the most out of it or (laughs) that's so that's so funny um whoops there go my notes um do you do, is it just individuals? Do you do group sessions? Is that a thing? Yeah, that is, you know, so I used to do groups live. I, you know, during the whole pandemic time, like Zoom actually ended up being really fun. And like, it's been really cool to do like families where everybody's in a different state or like different countries and we can all just like hop on Zoom and wow, do a reading. Like, <laughs> And that does it like, so you're still able to connect with these spirit guides even via like when you're just on zoom you don't mm-hmm. have to be in the same room yeah like i do majority for over the phone which i did even before the pandemic just because of social media I have clients like all over all Absolutely. over the world like yeah so Amazing. yeah so it's really just more because i think i'm connecting with them 
it's not like I have to sync with somebody's energy. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, it makes like sense. they almost like I almost see it like like when I'm doing a reading with somebody, like we're both kind of like lifted up into like this like higher dimension almost, like <laughs> we're yeah. like we're in like an office space. Oh wow! Without that's... being in the same country, even. Oh, I mean that's that's so fascinating that you're able to like yeah. reach people at that level. Um, this is just so cool. Uh, what are let me? What are like the most common things people come to you for? Like, what are what are they looking for guidance on? Just even even if it's general, I'm just curious what you're usually hearing. Oh gosh, or is I it mean, just all sorts of things? Like I okay. I get surprised quite often actually but um <laughs> you know i mean most of the time i i would say majority are to connect and and, and really like so many people just want to know like is my person like are, are they okay yeah did they suffer are they all right am i crazy that's like a question like are these signs really them or am i just making it up you know or am i crazy wow um, and then guidance wise, I would say like probably relationships and career are the two most common. Okay. That makes sense. You know, like, so, so like for people listening, mm -hmm. what kind of person who should come see a uh, medium? You know, I would say like for media, like anybody who, eh, if you're really in a place where you want to know that there's like some higher force watching out for you or with you, like if you question it, if you doubt it, like if you really want to feel in yourself, because that's what I find like my clients share with me is it's the, the difference of cognitively like thinking like, oh, I'm sure somebody's watching down, you know, looking down on me to like feeling like they've had a conversation with them yeah and like where they can bring up stuff that is current to prove that they're watching over them like it really gives them that like real knowing of like hey they're here with me i'm not alone yeah and i'm okay that's mm -hmm. wow that's awesome um... you know and then just like the confirmation of like okay that relationship like even though it was devastating to end like it wasn't meant to be like I am on track or I can change my life or I can get better or, you know, just to have, I feel like it just connects you with, you know, with this divine sort, whatever you call it, whether you call it energy or God or spirit, like it just gives you that connection, which like ends up being like an extra, you know, it's almost like having, um, like extra backup through life <laughs> yeah just knowing that like there's someone who's got an eye on you and like mm -hmm. like and there's some like purpose there. or some plan like do you like get doing all right <laughs> yeah do, i mean do you have clients where you get like a full laid out plan that like spirit guides are are like you're supposed to be doing this thing go do this thing do you get yeah stuff well and usually it's like more of like okay, like if your soul is a counselor, you might be getting that out in really draining toxic ways because you might have relationships with people that need counseling because you're not doing it in your job yeah, or as a hobby. 
So then it's like, sometimes we'll work with those people like, okay, set boundaries here and then go at least start volunteering here or start like looking for jobs like this, like to get the ball rolling, like to fulfill that purpose in a healthy way so that it feels better for them. Wow. That's, that's interesting. That like so it's usually like guidance on like, you know, like, and I like it. So it's the way that I work as a medium is they give more advice and guidance and kind of counsel to people versus being like, oh, like where it's more like disempowering of being like, oh, in six months, yours very direct going to come in. That. Like you have no say, you know, like they're not. Yeah. It's just like, here's some advice basically. Yeah. It's more of like, okay, well, this isn't really going in this direction. So if you want it to like work on this, I mean, I've definitely seen relationships ending where people aren't very happy about that. And then, and then they do end and then they come back and yeah, <laughs> spirit's mean, able sure. to help them through that, you know, or things, <laughs> but, but so it kind of, you know, it helps people make like career moves or no like time frames of when to do things. You know, wow. Kind of thing. I love that. Uh, and shoot, I lost the question. Spirit guides. That made my question. Um, oh, no, nope, that's not it either. Well, what a weird way to transition. Um, <laughs> I mean, this is all so fascinating. Do you, okay, I want to talk, we touched on it a little bit when we first started the interview. So I guess maybe we'll like bring this around full circle. Okay. But you talked about how before you really embraced your, you know, abilities and leaned in. Um, actually, I remember my question. I want to take one step back. <laughs> Being, you know, sort of, you know, being a public figure about this, you know, you're out on the internet, you're, you write books, you're coming and doing podcasts. Do you run into skeptics uh, or people like God knows mm -hmm. on the internet, people just going, okay, this is a load of horseshit, mm -hmm. whatever. And if so, how do you handle that? How do you deal with that? What are your thoughts on people who just don't believe this? Yeah. You know, I learned pretty early on, like, it's not my job to make people believe. Love that. You know, oh, what a sentence, right? Like, it's <laughs> not, I mean, it doesn't matter. Like, it's not my business, really, whether they believe or not. Even when people come do readings, like I've had atheists come in and where they're just like grieving and they're like, I haven't believed in anything, any life after death my whole life. And, you know, this person really close to me just died and I can't fathom that they're gone, you know, and wow. where we can like, where then people will come through with enough to prove to them that it's them that I can't just be like, I couldn't have just like Googled them and, you know, be naming off initials and whatever. Um, yeah. Like, you know, but where, where their energy and their personality will come through and then they're able to like tell them, explain it maybe in a form of energy or how they can connect. So it's not so much like, oh, they need to go believe in all mediums or mediumship, but it's that they can have a relationship with their person. So that's like how I look at my job more. I love that. I, I definitely went through a phase on the internet where, and it was funny for me, I found it was more when I was like, really afraid to like come out of like the psychic closet like i'm sure because you're like, like you're gonna run into i 
I mean, even doing these interviews, because I know I have listeners who I love and we, I, you know, I engage with the people who mm -hmm. listen on it's different social medias. Mm -hmm. I know I have some people who really are fully into this stuff, believe, and then people who are like, oh, here she goes, having another one of these, woo, woo. <laughs> so I'm always like, you know, like, mm -hmm. if this is possible, but, you know, not wanting to admit that I'm like, no, yeah, no, I'm totally, that's, yes, I believe and I agree. Yeah. But, and then to be in your position where you're like, I am a medium having to go, well, listen, some of you are just going to decide I'm nuts and not try to like further investigate why maybe this is a thing if there's. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like, I, yeah, I learned like, you just have to be okay with it. And like, it's not, it doesn't really there. Like for me, it was getting over that fear of like, they're going to like burn me at the stake. Right. Like, I like mean, that was like a really like, well, cause that, that was a thing for real at some point. Exactly. <laughs> so it was, you know, but as soon as I got over my fear and like, when I look at it is like, it's more about like who I can help versus how people feel about me. Yeah. Letting go of that ego side of, all right, if yeah. you're not into it, fine, but I can't help people until I let until they know I can help them. Yeah. And like, I always encourage people to be healthy skeptics, I think. And also with that said, like, I, I definitely have the clients who are like, can I send my boyfriend to you or my husband, like who absolutely is a non-believer and you can change his mind. Yeah. And the answer is no, because if they, if they've decided in themselves, I don't believe this. Yeah. They're going to have confirmation bias. Yeah. Yeah. So there's healthy, you know, there's that skepticism where there's no, I'm not going to change their mind no matter what. So yeah. it doesn't matter. And then there's like, you know, healthy skeptics that, that are like, okay, well, maybe some people can do this. I don't know about you, you know, and, and where, yeah. you know, they don't. And then I tell those people like, you know, well, anybody really, when you do go to a medium, like don't tell them a whole bunch of information. Yeah. Cause that's how you can get like scammed is you like, well, if you mm -hmm. lay all of your dead friends and family on the table for someone to be like, oh, yes, that one, that's who's here. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah, but like, you know, but like do they and tell them to like bring stuff up like, you know, like, hey, if it's really you mention, you know, this memory or this music or this or like, like give your spirit to, you know, like give them stuff to mention to validate. Oh, wow. To you. That's oh, a good one. I like that to go like, bring this up so I'll know it's you. Mm -hmm. That's, oh, wow. I love that. That's a, so smart. Cause then it's like, well, if, if that happens, then mm -hmm. that will, I don't know, cull your skepticism a little. Cause you're like, well, there's no way anyone could have known that. So mm -hmm. yeah. And then it's, I mean, I love that. It's not your job to make people believe that's like, yeah. it's beautiful. Uh, and two, two more questions. And I think we can wrap, but, um, when you see psychics and mediums on film and television, do you, how do you feel like that? Do you feel like there's, they're realistic? Do you, are you ever like, this is offensive? <laughs> like, how do you feel about the perception <laughs> in media? You know, that's a good question. Nobody asked me that. <laughs> well, that was one of my, one of the patrons who subscribed to my oh, podcast. Wow. He sent that in. So, you know, I love that question. It, there's definitely times where I roll my eyes <laughs> when they're like in a full headdress and they're like, I'm getting yeah. something. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't, 
I, I really don't like that portrayal that the media does of like where all the psychics are kind of, you know, like overweight and not that there's a problem with being overweight. No, but, but it's, it's just like this one look of like this heavy black makeup, like, oh yeah, <laughs> you know, and like, like, like hoop earrings and jewelry. Yeah. Like, like there's like a stereotype. Yeah. Her son, and there's nothing, if that's somebody that's, there's nothing wrong with that, but I don't, I don't like that they make that like the role of the psychic or the medium like in film. Yeah, they're like so... some of us have really natural makeup. <laughs> yeah, I'm like some of us aren't, you know, like we're just normal looking people. <laughs> like, yeah, like you, you wouldn't, wouldn't I would, know. I wouldn't walk down the street. street. You'd be like, she must be a some type of spiritual person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like not all of us are all like you know woo wooed out all the time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but so. So that's something that really, or where they present you more as like the fortune teller who, you yeah. know, they are more scam artist, you know? So yeah. that I don't like. And then with like the reality shows, you know, I think the thing, I don't know how, it doesn't really like bother, bother me, but where I kind of roll my eyes is, is, you know, when they're filming those shows and they're doing like readings, like randomly out on the street, there's like, they're not really going up to strangers. Like there's, because you have to sign waivers to be filmed and to be read. So there's like a casting yeah. call where they, they're like, hey, come to this library and be there. And then so-and-so might read you. So yeah. I feel like that like gives people this like wrong like impression of like all mediums are walking out around and we're just and like gonna just grab onto anyone and be like oh my god your yeah. grandfather's here <laughs> yeah like i mean i've definitely done like random like messages for waitresses or like you know yeah i was yeah like, I was, on that note have you ever had like just someone really like hey 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 can you just yeah, tell them something once it was wearing all these bracelets and like her grandmother was like she's wearing my bracelets like don't they look nice on her and she's doing such a good job and she just kept like the, my whole like lunch she was just like in my a Jewish ear. grandmother just like aren't they great isn't she so good at her job yeah, I love like, her. She, so I finally broke down and I'm like okay like this is gonna sound weird and I'm so sorry to be intrusive and I told her everything that I was hearing and she was like you know like tears she was like oh my gosh like that so-and-so and then I also had a situation like where I was at an AA meeting and I saw these people like somebody was speaking up at the podium and and I saw these people behind her and it was like her mom and her grandmother and there was some like connection I was like being shown there's some connection with the three of them that she needs to be aware of and I had no idea kind of so kind of a vague message you know yeah I understood and so I went up to her afterwards and I'm like hey, this is like really vague and really random, but like, I just saw this and I thought that I should tell you. And she was like, don't you ever deliver a message like that to me again? Uh, you know, there's no way that my mom and grandmother are there. You're full of it. Like she just ripped into me and I was just like, oh, oh my God. I'm so like, All right, well, let's see where your addiction comes from. <laughs> but it ended up being like, she came up to me like six months later to make an amends. And she was like, it ended up being that she had the same uh, mental illness is them oh wow and that they she so she was like able to forgive them through her own diagnosis so it was really oh wow that like generational trauma yeah. she was able to like let go of some of it yeah so it was so I guess that was maybe the connection but yeah so 
So that's kind of, you know, I mean, and, and I feel like on the shows too, like they exaggerate how fast it comes. Like they cut, they edit. Because so it just looks like you're getting this immediate download of all this information. Yeah, so what you're missing is all of the, okay, I'm feeling this and I'm feeling that and where it comes through a little slower, like they're only clipping together the highlights. The cool like, <gasps> oh, how yeah. do you know? So, yeah. you know. So it just gives like the false perception that like, you're going to go to a medium and they're going to be like, like oh my God. And it's like, no. Yeah. It's like, it takes a little bit more time. Like, so don't put all the pressure that it has to be like 15 minutes of, oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. And then on that note, before we fully wrap and I tell, you know, we tell people where they can go get readings from you. You know, we mentioned that last uh, strangers reading in a, in an AA meeting. I'm very familiar with those rooms. That's my mom dragged me to all of them. Say if you grew up there, you, yeah. <laughs> you might now have, I have to find my new rooms because of them. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm like, Oh, I had, no, I should go to Al-Anon because of all of the AA meetings. Great. No, right? I don't yeah. want, I don't want to be in that room. I hate that room. Uh, Oh, it'll help. Damn it. Um, <laughs> and you, we mentioned it sort of at the top of the podcast, how when you started really leaning into this and um, you know, you quit, you know, drinking and mm -hmm. uh, I don't, I don't know if you were also using, but to quit taking substances and that sort of cleared your mind. Do you feel like there is a big connection between addiction and intuition that sometimes that like drives? Uh, I 100%. I, I, my personal theory, and this is, there's no proof of this at all. It's just my personal theory yeah. is that like 80% of people with addiction and I would even add in Al-Anon, you know, because the person who loves the addict, um, I think you have to develop an intuition of dealing with the addict. Yeah. Reading. Are they Reading in the, the room? Yeah. Are they loaded? Are they not loaded? There is a scientific correlation between mediumship and trauma. That's so interesting because... I, only to interrupt you really quickly, I keep mm -hmm. seeing this thing pop up in my, I follow a lot of, you know, a, a mental health trauma mm -hmm. stuff. I, it pops up in like TikTok when I use it, Instagram, mm -hmm. and my whole Instagram explore page is like words that are like nine reasons. But this thing of uh, this common theme lately of people going like, you're not an empath. Uh, you have trauma and you've learned to be perceptive of your surroundings. And I keep wanting to talk about like, I don't care what you call it. I know how you're feeling. I, I, I know that some, like, like you, you can re relate it to whatever you want. Mm -hmm. I know something's wrong. Like, I don't care why I know. Mm -hmm. I just know. Uh, so sorry. And you're saying that like that. Yeah. Is so there is like, like U of A has done studies. Like there's been studies on mediums. My mentor was one of the mediums who did the studies there. Wow. And so it, they but they've proven that there is a correlation between trauma and you know not just mediumship but all intuitive abilities you know and sort and, of it almost like breaks open the gates maybe yeah and like i think too like disassociation like you check it like it might just open part it makes your brain like it forces you to have to function differently which i mean yeah it's not ideal but no, but that's, you know. I mean, what, what trauma healing is a lot of times is like, oh, it's not going to go away. You like, you learned how to function with what you, with mm -hmm. your situation. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that it's, 
you know, so there is that, and we all know that like trauma is connected with addiction and Al-Anon, obviously. Um, yeah. So, but I feel like a huge part of addiction is people trying to numb whether it's full on mediumship abilities or empath abilities or, you know, you know, prophetic, you know, abilities. Absolutely. Like, like you're numbing. I mean, it's, I, cause you know, if you have any type of ability to just it, it from just being an empath to the point of like absorbing others emotions, but mm-hmm. then I can imagine full on prophecies are like being inundated as a medium is like, overwhelming i mean mm-hmm. you're like yeah, okay like, and you have no control over it yeah you feel like you have no control over it until you learn the boundary so it's like that it becomes your way to try to control it and yeah. you know and and i feel like even people even somebody who maybe like their intuition is just yelling at them like you're on the wrong path or like you don't love this person or you need to change this and like they might start using addictively to try to numb out that voice, that, that like voice knowledge. Cause they're so out. afraid to change. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, okay. I'll ask you one more question, which is just my from from my own experience. It might sound like a completely crazy question. Do, do you think two questions, I guess, do you think souls ever sporadically just leave a body? They're like, yeah, I'm done. I'm out of here. And like the body stays alive. Like, not alive. Or they just like drop dead, I assume. Okay. But like, I ha- okay, I'll tell you what the experience was. And it could have just been a really vivid dream. Could have been nothing. I was on a plane and I am very good at falling asleep on planes. Um, this is unrelated to what I would tell you, but almost every time I fall asleep on a plane, I have a very vivid dream about a plane crash, which is just not fun. That's probably just anxiety, <laughs> I think. <laughs> uh, what, it's like, why? And then, and yet still always fall asleep, mm-hmm. but I was asleep on a plane head down. I'm, I'm, you can't tell probably this, but I'm like four foot 11. I'm a very like little okay. person. Okay. So I can usually like fold my arms, put my face down on the little tray. Mm-hmm. I, it's hard to remember all of it, but I like visibly saw my, I lifted out of my body and saw my body still there. And then I was like, I was like raising my arm, but it was like a, a spirit arm almost coming out of a body. And then I heard this very loud voice in my head and it was so loud that I woke up and I was afraid that I was like, did I shout that something? But I heard a voice go. And I know everyone listening to this, if you're a skeptic, you're like, oh, okay. She's off the walls whatever who cares so like i literally heard a voice go like you're not done here and then i like bolted away mm-hmm. yeah that could just be a really weird dream but mm-hmm. do, do you think there's instances of like souls trying to just like suicide themselves i don't know if that could be but just being like i'm just gonna get out of here while she's sleeping <laughs> like, well and i feel like maybe it's sometimes like a not even just not even like a suicide thing but like a wandering like or like just an exiting the body like whether it's like like planning yeah okay or i mean it might have been like your soul like 
I'm not sure about this whole plane. Like if you, let's say like maybe you died in a plane crash in a past life. So sure seems like soul it might be a little like <laughs> hesitant about this whole plane thing. And like, um, are you sure? Like, oh, is it our time to go? And they're like, nope, get back in there. <laughs> that's so funny. Like, no, that's funny. Just like a soul trying to leave and like, no, 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 you're fine. Like, like a dog when it's afraid of fireworks. Mm-hmm. like, no, 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 you're, it's just, it's- yeah. It's like, you're okay. Like, <laughs> Because sometimes that happens like in surgery or like... I hear that, that people like go, lift up and see themselves. Or any kind of trauma. I think, you know, people can like lift out almost and then and then they come back when they it's snap safe. back. Well, they, and they hear, yeah, I mean, I'm sure you've heard about like astral projection and stuff. And mm-hmm. like, I, there was a while in my adult life when I was like getting real, I was really into meditation and now I like need to be better at meditating. But I would like try to astral project and be like, come on. Uh, but I feel like as a kid, I either had extremely vivid dreams or I used to just like straight up get out of my body and I'd run down the street and then just like fly off to the stars. Yeah. Uh, but come back. And then at some point, the ability to, do, to have that dream, mm-hmm. which, how can you really control dreams too much? But like that went away. So I think I was chasing some sort of nostalgia. But is, do you think astral projection, is that like, yeah, so, like, in my experience, like, Massage for the soul. <laughs> and I've had those, like, astral projection experiences of, like, leaving this realm, and, like, going wow. to, like, other realms. And I kind of always thought that, that it was just, like, oh, I have really cool dreams or, like, I have a really good imagination. Yeah. Uh, but I had an experience once where I had been praying to have a closure conversation with this person that was too dangerous for me to go see in person and I had so I had this it felt like a dream but it was very real of like where I was in my pajamas and everything and I was in this person's um room and I woke them up and I talked to them and we had this conversation and then I came wow and and I woke up and I felt a lot better but I was like oh it's probably just like my dream or just like a soul thing or whatever Mm-hmm. The part that really freaked me out was a mutual friend called me the next day and said, so-and-so had this crazy dream yeah. in his room. And like, he named off like the whole conversation that I was like, <laughs> I have chills. I'm like, oh my God, that's crazy. But that's great though. Cause you're like, oh, then you get to go. That was real. I got my closure and I'm safe. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So, and then, yeah, that was like, oh, cool. I can actually like be done. That's so cool. <laughs> So anyone listening, trust those experiences, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and and on that note, I got to wrap up. Uh, I'm <laughs> not going to lie to you. <laughs> I could talk all day and I'm not going to lie to you. I got to pee. Uh, <laughs> um, where can people find you? If they want to follow you, go get a reading, how do they do that? Yeah, so sarahreneinc.com is my website. It has my bio under the contact page. There's like all info about readings and you can book right there. Um, and then Sarah Sunshine 444 on Instagram. That's probably, I mean, I'm on Facebook under Sarah Renee too, but Instagram, I post like guided meditations every weekend. Um, I post a lot of tips and client stories and all that stuff. So I love that. I love that. Um, okay. Well, everyone, 
Go get a reading from Sarah Renee. Uh, thank you so much for being here with me today. Thanks so much for having me. I love your show. You're so, you're, I love, you just talk about everything. Like, <laughs> we just dive in. I know, I just, yeah, that's the I whole thing it. is, how many questions can I squeeze in yeah. to every guest? And I'm like, what are, what do you know? Tell me, I want to learn. <laughs> I'm just using a podcast as an excuse to learn as much as I can. Um, yeah, that's amazing. Um, <laughs> all right, well, bye everybody. We will see you next time. Yeah. Bye. <laughs>